My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Britt here today with an incredible guest, Casey Gray. You guys, I'm going to keep it really brief and, and then allow uh, Casey to go ahead and elaborate. But, you know, he is the CEO of The Conscious Builder and The Conscious Builder Podcast. He's committed to educating people on how to live and build more consciously. You guys, he has a lot under his belt, and I'm going to let him take the stage and really tell us about his journey and what brought him to where he is today. Welcome to the show, Casey. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Yeah, thanks for having me, Britt. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so I think this is a perfect time to kind of fill in the gaps. I mean, what brought you to where you are today? I know you had a Tony Robbins event that really shifted a lot where you started to ask yourself why. Now, you can even start way before then as well and take us through that journey if you don't mind. This way, my audience gets to kind of know you a bit better. Sure, I can go back. Uh, I can go all the way back. Uh, I have a... Interesting family. I say we have a family shrub, not a family tree, because we kind of grow sideways. <laughs> My parents have been uh, divorced and remarried four times each, uh, but it wasn't like a bad childhood by any means. Uh, but that what that did mean is that I had lots of siblings. So I had four brothers and two sisters uh, divided between the two sides. I was kind of an only child when my parents were were together. They only had me, but then they had other, so I either have the same mom and same. I have some step siblings now as well. Right, right. But growing up, that was like the core of it, right? All my all my half siblings, and I still get along with everyone. Um, but what that made uh, for me was I was always able to bike from house to house, which was great. Uh, I didn't even know who had like custody of it. Like as a kid, you don't really think about that stuff, right? I just knew that if I wanted to go to dad's, I could bike. If I wanted to go to mom, if I get in trouble at one house, I'd go to the other house, right? But the other interesting thing was that I was the baby at one house, and the the older sibling, right? The, the kind of the leader at the other house. So I had to be able to adapt. And I think that's kind of, you know, when I look back on it, I think that's really helped me a lot in life. And ultimately, uh, growing up, my mom was an entrepreneur. So I learned I was working at a young age through her, um, didn't really love school, you know, did it because we all have to do it. Uh, but once I got into high school, I realized I was really good at shop right? And shop was my favorite class by far. It's what I was good at. Uh, so coming out of high school, they started to push carpentry and trades and apprenticeships or all apprenticeships, not just carpentry and carpentry was what I was interested in. So I jumped into that, started my apprenticeship at 17, started working at that point, And I never really turned back, became a licensed carpenter, started my own business almost seven years later, only worked for one company, but learned a lot working for them and uh, been taking my bumps and bruises along the way in business. And since then, you know, two years after I, you know, finished high school, I met my wife, uh, well, girlfriend at the time, but we're still together. We now have one child and we've grown together. Right. And that's kind of where the Tony Robbins event comes in. My, my wife and I, I don't know why, but I bought my book, the success or sorry, my wife, the book, the success principles by Jack Canfield. No idea. I can't remember why I purchased it. It was a gift for something. Uh, I don't know if it was birthday, either way in that book, he mentions Tony Robbins and my wife looked it up 
and said, Oh, I remember Tony Robbins. And I remember watching it like on satellite TV at my grandparents when I was a kid. So she looked up some events and found that he was doing this event called the Unleashed Power Within, UPW for short. And she said, Hey, do you want to go to this personal development event? And I said, Sure. Typical guy. I didn't really ask any questions. I just said, Yeah, I'll go with you. I had no idea what I was walking into. And it ended up really being the catalyst that changed our lives because it opened our mind to like a whole new world, right? And asking ourselves better questions and realizing that the quality of our life is based on the quality of questions that we ask ourselves. And we came out of that with so many more questions than answers, but now we are on a completely different path, right? Because we, we knew that we could guide the ship a lot better by asking those questions. And from there, that led into a bunch of other Tony Robbins events and shifting at the time. My construction company was just called Cornelius Gray Construction. You know, Cornelius is actually my first name. I called it that because, you know, it's it's a sounds like an old guy that's been in business a long time. <laughs> so, but we started to, you know, I started to think, you know, what, do I, what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind? We found out we were having our son not too long after that as well. And mindset starts to change and you you know start to realize that you really have to lead by example at least that's what i had to do and that's when the word conscious came into play and it's really just being a state of awareness and the conscious builder and so forth uh, and it kind of grew we started with the conscious living podcast we were just doing that for fun my wife was doing some stuff and but the conscious builder became was a tagline that ended up becoming the name of the company and from there we went into the podcast as well on that one uh, and we do a ton of youtube videos so we have the conscious builder show so to speak on youtube so it's kind of just been growing and evolving ever since and it's been quite the adventure to say the least 100% now within the conscious builder i mean the YouTube channel, the podcast, all that kind of thing. Is that your best platform where you really go in and educate, you know, homeowners and contractors on, you know, healthy, comfortable, efficient homes and really educate, educate them on mindsets and stuff. Tell me a little bit about that. If you don't mind diving in deep. Yeah. So the YouTube, we get both. We don't really know who's a contractor and who's not a contractor, Mm -hmm. right. But you can kind of tell sometimes by the questions that you get, Based on information that we've gathered, we find that we have a little bit bit of a mix of homeowners and con- other contractors and entrepreneurs on the YouTube channel, but it seems to be more contractors listening to the podcast because they're, you know, maybe they're driving or who knows what they're doing and listening to the show because we tend, we run into people or we've even hired people who said, oh, I've been listening to your podcast for years or something like that, right? So that tends to be where we get that information. We can see if, you know, they're male or female where they're in the country, but we have no idea what their occupation occupation is. So that's definitely been our best platform for educating, uh, but it's also been the the best platform as part of that education, which actually came from a Tony Robbins event, Business Mastery, was, is just creating content and putting it out there and setting ourselves up as the expert, uh, which is which what it does, one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast is I talk to people and I learn something new every time I talk to somebody. And that keeps me on the top of my game because otherwise I wouldn't be necessarily going to research these things, but by forcing myself to be in a conversation with somebody and having to be genuinely interested, then I start to get a lot more information, which I can then use for future conversations or refer people to, uh, if I'm speaking to a client or whatever it may be. So that's been great. And same with the podcast or sorry, with the YouTube channel is that sometimes when we're writing content, you really have to think about what you're teaching, what you're talking about, which once again, forces you to have a good understanding and, you know, we're human, we're not perfect we put things out there that may not be correct or maybe people don't agree with. Right. But then that just opens up a whole other conversation, which is also great to have. 
100%. I love it. Now, do you mind running us through a little bit about exactly what you do as to, you know, in the Conscious Builder Academy, that kind of thing, and how you deliver your services so my, my audience has a good understanding? Yeah, so we, in terms of the services, or if I look at it as like what generates revenue for us, our, our main revenue generator is still our con, uh, construction projects, which is renovations and custom homes. So that generates the most revenue or, uh, well, there's a lot of revenue, but there's a lot of overhead on the construction side too. But that generates, let's say, the most income for the business. Uh, the the other thing that we can now do based on the following that we've been building, the relationships that we've been building is also get sponsorships or partnerships with a lot of some suppliers or manufacturers, yeah. whatever it may be. So we're creating, we're starting to generate revenue that way. So not your typical way, like you get so many listens in a podcast, it's we'll create content. So because we're doing the construction, what we're able to do is say, Hey, if you provide your services to us or your product to us, whatever it may be we will then create content of that value, uh, which means that they kind of get marketing and content at a discounted rate because it's not gonna, if, say their services or their product cost $10,000 and they give it to us, it might only cost them $5,000 as a business, right? So they get $10,000 right. of content for $5,000. And then what we do is we take that $10,000 of the product and we sell it to the customer without a markup. So the customer saves on the markup 15%, give or take, depending on the project. The We generate more work and revenue and profit for the company. And then the company that's providing the product saves on marketing at the end of the day. So that's how we've set that up. And then the third way is through the academy as well, which we haven't done as much with lately, uh, but we do have content. We do have online plat or online courses that people can sign up for and take. We have a lot of free content there as well, which we, we've I haven't really put on the back burner, but we haven't put as much focus on it this year as we would have liked because we had so much, so many other things on the go. Absolutely. I can imagine. Now I wanted to ask you, Casey, you know, I mean, you've been in business for over 13 years. I mean, it can be a roller coaster, like we kind of touched on earlier. There's, it's a full of ups and downs. Now, would you mind opening up and being vulnerable? It could relate to someone listening. We never know, right? As to what some of those biggest challenges were for you and how you really overcame them. I mean, I know mindset's a huge thing on this um, topic, but if you want to talk about anything that you've personally been through within the business, um, where you maybe felt like, okay, like, how do I keep pushing through? but you did and you made it through and now you're here. So if you're open to taking the floor and talking about that a bit, I think that would be really relatable as well to speak on. Yeah. So the, the biggest challenge, or at least what seemed like the biggest challenge uh, at the time was we did go through a lawsuit, like, I don't know, eight, nine years ago at this point, maybe, no, probably almost 10 years ago now where a client wasn't paying, uh, we ended up leaning their product or their, their house. They countersued us for like more than what the project was worth. And it just ended up being a four year. I, I didn't know how any of that worked. It ended up being a four year process, which at the end of the day, some stuff went their way, some stuff went our way, but the only people who really won are the lawyers. Right. So mm -hmm. what I learned is that when you get into lawsuits like that, obviously lawyers are going to give you advice because they want to win, but they also win no matter what, right? Whether you win or lose, they still get paid. Uh, and that's that's where, not to say that I don't like lawyers, we have to work with them, 
but I avoid having to use them <laughs> if we have to. So at the at time, it was right around when all this started, we were just having our son, we were building our own house, we were building the business. So like everything was kind of coming down at once. And I can say that there was a lot of sleepless nights during those times. Uh, it wasn't easy. Uh, my At the time I was meditating a lot, so that definitely helps working on mindset. Um, but I wasn't where I am today. Uh, it made me stronger once we got through it all and figured it all out. Uh, but it was definitely a, a challenge, right? And um, since then, my, my faith has grown. I've, I've actually uh, you know, dedicated myself to, to God, to Jesus and uh, Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I think that has actually, I know that's actually been more powerful, but I think my whole journey has kind of brought me to that point because what I've realized, especially being in business and you know, being married and being a parent, like all these life experiences, you really have very little control in life. The, o the only thing that we have control over is how we act or react in any given situation. And we're humans, so we're going to make mistakes and things are going to happen. Um, but understanding that and knowing that, you know, I'm not walking alone, knowing that uh, that I will get through whatever, you know, this too shall pass sort of thing, right? Knowing that is what helps me uh, continue to carry on. So still, you know, prayer, meditation, whatever works. I was meditating before and now I pray. Same sort of thing. Maybe you change the words and how you're how you're approaching it, but that's been a huge benefit uh, for me. And even now, as we go through some ups and downs, like the economy is different, right? The, so, you know, projects are getting canceled or delayed, or they're reducing their budget or, you know, things, there's always something happening. Uh, but I don't lose sleep over any of that now, right? Because I've been there, I've done that. It's kind of, it's kind of like that. Once you learn how to do it, once you build confidence, right? So I, I have confidence in my faith, so to speak, right? Because okay. I because I know that I, I know that I'll get through the day. And at the end of the at the end of the day, you know, when we're on our our deathbeds, uh, is any of this really going to matter? Chances are no, a lot of it won't, but there are certain things that will, right? And I'm constantly, you know, working with that, trying to, you know, make sure that I'm present with my son, with my wife, which is not easy when you're running a business. Uh, but as long as you're with somebody who can support you and understands that and will call you out on your BS, uh, I think that's super powerful as well. And then also Very surround important. yourself with others. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I surround myself with others who are thinking the same, right? And then I can talk to, right? I can, I can go to them, you know, other men, other guys in business, other Christians in this case for me now that I'm like, look, this is what I'm dealing with. You know, can you pray for me or, or, you know, yeah, have you yeah. dealt with this before? Uh, super powerful. You know, Absolutely. The five people we hang around with most. Thanks for mentioning that. That was the next thing that I was just about to say. I mean, you are who you hang out with. And like, I think we have to be very conscious of who that is. You know, what are like, I know growing up, like we have a lot of friends, but down the line and stuff, like, are they, are they still aligned with where you're wanting to go? Is that the, the proper crowd that you should be around that kind of thing? Be cautious of, right? So um, you're the average of the five people you hang out with. So, I mean, if you hang out with four millionaires, you'll be the fifth, you know what I mean? So 
It's, it's incredible. And, you know, Casey, thanks for opening up and sharing about that lawsuit, because I think the vulnerability is, is, is huge. And that's what I look for on my show as well. We often just see the success stories. And I really like to get in between in the, you know, the tough times as well, and really share that to, you know, empower others to keep going. But now as a business owner, oftentimes you probably feel like you wear all the hats. What is it like for you? Um, what was it like for you when you started to delegate or uh, outsource, you know, and focus more just on the business instead of doing every little piece of it yourself? Tell me about that. So one thing that I feel like I'm pretty good at uh, is letting go. And I think that's another thing that's important for mindset is a lot of people uh, hold on to things too long. You know, speaking of friends, right? They hold on to friendships or, or whatever it may be. Um, so I feel like I'm good at letting go of things, but what I'm not necessarily good at is following up to make sure that they have what they need and that they're, you know, set up for success and so forth. So the, that, that's really been the toughest part, but what I realized is that I needed help. I needed a partner. So I do have a partner now who is different for me, but we both have respect, right? So he respects my vision and what I can do for the for the business. And, you know, I can do these interviews and do my own interviews and be on camera. It's like, he, he goes on camera and he's like, I don't know how you do that. Right. You know, those, you know, I can do all the creative stuff. Um, but he's like an engineer, that's his background. So he's very much like systems and processes and how do we make it better and how do we make it faster and how do we make sure everybody has, and he's really good at following up. So together we make a really good team because I can go out think bigger picture. I can go out and find the jobs, find the opportunities, whatever it may be. I can come into the details when I need to, which inevitably happens when you own a business, but he's kind of, he's the CEO. So he's the operations guy. And I'm, you know, looking at the, the bigger, the bigger purpose, right? The bigger the bigger picture. Purpose. Mm -hmm. So, so that's been really beneficial. So I still do sales within the business. We don't officially, we did try salesperson once did not work out. Uh, we're at a point now where I think we'll be starting to look again soon. Uh, especially as we start to do more sponsorships, more academy stuff, we're going to need kind of a sales team for that. But for now, I still am the face. I'm still the sales. I still do a lot of the marketing. I don't manage the marketing stuff, but I help create the content, right? Or record what I need to record or whatever it may be. So I have somebody who runs the marketing side. I have somebody who runs the construction side. So I'm not involved with the day-to-day -day operations at all. People, you know, my entire team can get a hold of me if they need to, and I'll answer questions and support them. But I'm not making a schedule or communicating with the clients, letting them know what's going on. Like we have project managers, we have all that sorted out. So a big part of that has been my partner and making sure that we set that up and we give them what they need to succeed. Uh, but also another big part is the fact that, like I said, is I, I don't have any issues letting go of responsibility and taking on other stuff. Right. I, I can, tr I trust in, in that. And we've had a lot of people come and go right? and it hasn't worked out. Uh, and not to say that they're bad people. It just didn't work. Wasn't the right timing. They weren't the right person for the position, whatever it may be. Right. And I think it's important being able to let go of that control and be okay with it. Right. Uh, it's huge in business, actually, I think. So um, this is all amazing. Now, Casey, I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on, you know, sales, because I know you're into it yourself. Um, let's talk about that. Any mind any mindset shifts that you had to make when it came to sales, anything to do with that? what do you find works best within sales and, you know, closing deals and stuff like that, that might be relatable to those listening. Yeah. I think a lot of people, like you, you'll probably talk to a lot of sales people and they say, you know, you just have to connect with the person, figure out what their needs are. Uh, and, you know, 
make sure you can deliver on their needs ultimately, right? That, you know, that's what we're trying to do on sales is figure out what they want. Uh, they sometimes don't know what they want, right? That's why I have to figure it out and then make sure you can deliver that. Uh, and usually money, a lot of times, especially in renovations or major, major, you know, custom homes, it may be a showstopper, which a lot of times it is, right? If somebody comes to me and they're just like, here's what I want to do. And here's how much money I have. I'll just say, sorry, it, that doesn't match up, right? We can do a lot with that, but we can't do what you want to do, right? There's conversations with that. So I, I think a big part of sales is, is trust, right? They obviously need to trust you. The YouTube channel and the podcast has been a big part uh, of the trust factor for what we do. If they've already found all that content, they trust me, right? So that, that's a big part. That's been a huge help. So I've, I've already got my foot in the door before I even get onto a video call with them. And everything I do is remote now. Like I don't, I'm in Mexico right now. I'll be back. I travel back and forth, but I can do sales from Mexico and I don't have to go anywhere, right? Because of everything that we already do. Thanks to people are used to meetings like this, right? They're used to hopping on a Zoom call or Google call, whatever it may be. Uh, so if they, if they trust you, uh, then that's already been a big part. And then they just need to make sure that you're going to actually deliver on what you say. So I think knowledge though, especially in my business is important. Uh, you don't have to know everything, but you need to know a little bit about everything. If whatever it is that you're selling, if you can't answer, not everyone's going to get into the technical details. But if you do have answers for some of those technical details, it's not necessarily going to make or break, but I think showing that you are knowledgeable and that you and your team know what they're doing is a big part to building that trust as well. Now, I'm not going to say that I know everything, but at least I can say, I don't know the answer to that. Here's what I do know. And I'll get the answer for you. And I, you know, call the person or contact the person who can get that direct them in the right way. I love that. Yeah. It's so big, like being confident in what you're selling. Right. And, um, also like, like you mentioned being able to tell them, Hey, I actually don't want to give you the wrong answer, but let me find out and get back to you. Huge. So this is all great. So you're, you're working from Mexico. Tell me, tell me what it's like, um, you know, working from another country while, you know, running a team back in your originating country. Yeah, it's great. I would, my, my biggest concern, it's been less than a year, but I've, I've been back a few times since then. And we're going back again next week. Uh, my biggest concern was just the morale of the team. You know, what would they think with me being away? But I think they quickly realized that nothing, there's a couple people that were concerned, but they, they ended up not working out for the team anyways. Uh, so they're no longer with us and nothing really changed. Right. Because I, even being in Ottawa where we do our work, I wasn't going to the site every day because I was so busy. Like for me to hop in my truck and go to a job site or do something, like I lose so much time that I still didn't, I didn't have, I, I it would be taken from something else, right? So unless it was a real emergency or I had to, like I would be months before I went to a job site sometimes just because of how many other things were on my plate that I had to prioritize. If I really felt like I needed to, I would, I'd factor it in. But now what happens is that if I go back every few months, then I do my visits, right? I, I, I just put it all, I'm super efficient because I just put it all into, into one thing. So being here has actually been great because I can be more efficient. Uh, I can be more focused on what I need to work on. The team knows that I can't necessarily drop to the site, but I also have people that I trust in those positions. Plus my partner is in Ottawa as well, right? So he's stepped up a little bit, like, well, he's our CEO. So he wanted to do these things anyways. So he's showing his face more uh, and clients know him more than before. So everything's worked out 
well. If I didn't have a partner, it would have been more difficult for sure, especially if that partner didn't agree with what I was doing. Uh, but, uh, or if I had a partner and they didn't agree, that would have also been an issue, but everyone's been super supportive and they're, they've seen that it hasn't actually hindered anything. If anything, it's probably helped things. And, and I think sometimes that's another thing. If you just remove yourself from those situations, uh, or put yourself into a situation where you have to do things differently, then magic happens, right? And uh, you never know what could happen until you actually try it. And I knew that my wife and I knew that if we didn't take this opportunity to try it now, we probably would never do it. Right. And uh, it's been fantastic. Like our son now is, you know, on a surf team. Uh, so, you know, on the Fridays and Saturdays, he's surfing instead of not that he played hockey, but uh, you see, you know, th that's the sport here. Right. Or we can go out and, you know, you can walk to the beach, you know, where we can, if we want to go to Tulum on the weekend, we can go to Tulum. If we want to go to Cancun, we can go to Cancun. <laughs> so it's pretty nice. If we want to fly home, we can fly home too. Right. So Perfect. it's kind of, it's a different, you know, speaking of mindset, it's a different mindset when you live somewhere where people go to vacation because it's not like we're just sitting on the beach the entire time. I sit here in this office the majority of the week and have to like make sure I remove myself from the office to go out and actually enjoy where we live. Right, uh, so right. Again, I can relate with you working in Costa Rica. Same thing. You know, yeah. I, I was living in this beautiful place and I was like, hey, I have to actually make an effort to get outside and watch sunset, walk the beach and, you know, go swimming because oftentimes we catch ourselves just still in the office, even though we live in this paradise. Right. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> thinks that that's what you're doing. You're just sitting on the beach drinking. Yeah. It's not a 24 seven, 24 seven, uh, vacation. We're actually working you guys. <laughs> so yeah, we, I we love it. At Costa Rica too, actually, but, uh, it was easier to get residency in Mexico, but we do have yeah. a rental. My partner and I actually have a rental in Costa Rica. No way. No way. That's yeah. awesome. Casey, I wanted to ask you what your um, focus is in the next six to 12 months from today. So right now we're kind of, we're heavy on marketing. So my, my focus, you know, not necessarily the focus of the business. So because I mentioned, you know, things are, you know, the economy's changing, people are tightening up with their money, they're canceling projects or reducing their budget so forth. Uh, it's not a surprise. We could see some of this happening with everything where it's at. My focus is, is lining up work that maybe doesn't rely on clients. That's maybe our own projects. That's, you know, something we've been talking about for a long time that we haven't done. Um, focusing on the sponsorship side, creating great content, right? Because at times like this, when the industry slows down, uh, I think a lot of people still have work, but there's a lot of new houses that aren't being built. Like I don't think people realize how things have maybe slowed down in the construction industry. I know we're seeing it. We saw it in Ottawa, like a lot of bigger projects are getting canceled. Big builders not selling nearly as many homes as what they had in the past, uh, which is ultimately going to be a domino effect once the work that they currently have isn't, uh, is completed. So that's, I'm looking longer term, right? How do we secure, what do we do to protect the business, right? How do we make sure that we have work to keep our guys busy that, you know, because we have a good crew and we want to keep everybody. Um, so really it's kind of marketing and sales focus, which is what I'm at. You know, how do we, how do we get more people interested? We just launched like a referral program as well, like with a company that started doing it, which is really great called Lacorum. Uh, so focusing on that uh, and generating generating interest in areas that maybe we weren't before. 
Love it. The propane guys just showed up. Casey, I just want to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all your knowledge. Um, I, I cannot wait to see where it all goes from Mexico with you. How exciting. Um, so I am going to let everybody know the best way to reach out to you and um, what we can take it from there. Thanks so much for coming on today, Casey. Thanks, Britt. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. And guys, go go check out Casey Gray. You know, go to CaseyGray.com and check out everything he's got going on there. You can also check out his uh, Conscious Builder podcast as well. If you're interested in reaching out, there'll be several ways in the show notes to go ahead and do that as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. And you guys, if you're wanting to come on, go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.